Welcome back to the Better You Podcast, where we focus on better understanding ourselves so we can become better versions of ourselves. Not that there's anything wrong with us, but we can always be better. I'm your host, Casey Main, and in this episode, I talk to writer, poet, and author Michelle Thomas, but she goes by Mocha. This conversation was also recorded during my trip out to San Francisco, and the reason for that trip was actually a book event that I did with Michelle. Michelle's story is one of leaving behind everything that was comfortable and known to her to start a new chapter focused on pursuing her dream of writing. But life had other plans for her, and before she knew it, she found herself living the same life she had just left, only in a new city. Michelle is a uniquely positive person and has a really refreshing outlook on life. She's a great example of the importance of being brutally honest with ourselves. Enjoy the conversation with Michelle and be sure to listen all the way to the end when I share my favorite insights from her story. Okay, so I am here with Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Casey. It's so nice to see you. You as well. Um, okay, so we're just going to jump into everything. Okay. Um, so let's start with tell everyone just um, you know a little bit about who you are, what you do, what your life looks like. All right. So my name is Michelle. Everybody calls me Mocha, though. Um, I got that nickname while I was um, working in the hospital, ironically. So <laughs> I'm in the healthcare for, um, scene as well, kind of like you or how you started. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in the medical field for 13 years now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, as an x-ray tech. Um, and then just moonlighting as a writer for the past two years, two, uh-huh. two and a half years. Um, I'm originally from Jersey, born and raised. Okay. I've been in the Bay Area for about... Six and a half years now. Okay. What brought you out here? Just a change. Okay. Yeah. Lots just of big change. Lots of changes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was local. Like, I didn't go away to college. I decided to stay local. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, since the age of 10, I've been saying to my mom, I'm going to move to Cali. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why, but there's something out there for me. Nice. And I need to go. Yeah. So, about six and a half years ago, I packed up everything, um, sold a lot of stuff, and then moved moved here just moved here like no job lined up no just... well i had a job okay. so i came out <laughs> I, I was like wow that is that's like ballsy. Yeah. like that's a huge jump yeah so no i came out um with a job lined up and i started in january okay so i flew out in like the ending of 2012 in no december because i had an interview set up mm-hmm. not the current job that i had when I will have right now because mm-hmm. uh, I moonlight as a writer so much people forget that that you have a day job <laughs> that I have yeah. a real day yep. job um, so it's not my current job but when I did move out here um, I had a job lined up and also I had a boyfriend lined up <laughs> <laughs> wow you really that's I mean that's checking off some boxes I'm gonna it move was. let's see what do I need place to live <laughs> work Boyfriend, check, check, check. All checked. <laughs> nice. And then I got here and it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. But leading up to all of that was, you know, that's that was my life. New Jersey, working, um, double working. I was mm-hmm. working for like a hospital. I was working for the school. Um, always writing, though. So background on story and storytelling and writing i've been doing that since i was a kid my mom is a great storyteller okay um i coined her as like one of my favorite um liars (laughs) (laughs) because she has a way of like just spinning a story and just embellishing it and just making it just seem amazing and making you push your imagination so growing up it was always story time in our house and telling stories and it got my imagination working and then it started to change from storytelling to 
telling her stories and her writing the stories for me. And then from that transitioned into us reading books and then, you know, hated reading books at first, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like, oh, it's the summertime. I don't want to read books. So it went from that to loving books, to reading so much, to going into poetry because I found that to be amazing. Um, and then started writing poetry and then eventually got to this point <laughs> where you just released a book. Yes, 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 I did. It's called Give a Little Gain a Lot, an interactive journey to self-discovery. Um, and you know a lot about self-discovery. A too. little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little. OK, so yeah, so that, that that's a perfect segue. So as you know, this podcast really focuses on our relationship with ourself. And I just think a lot of insight can be gained into our own lives by hearing other people's stories. So today yes. we're all going to learn a little bit about ourselves from you and your story. Yes. So I like to start at what I think is the most interesting part, which is um, kind of take us back to a time in your life where you felt like the most disconnected from who you really are, whether you were aware of it at the time or not, like, what did that look like? How were you feeling? Like, what was that time period for you? So that time period was when I first moved out here. Mm -hmm. Um, It was six months in to being out here, about three months in. So from January to about the middle of February, not even like a month and a half, I quit my job. And I was living with my boyfriend. And I quit my job and I said, are we going to be okay? He's like, yeah, we're fine. I was like, okay. <laughs> so a question, how did you have this boyfriend lined up? Like, how did so, you know him? <laughs> so the weird, so the crazy story is, is that we met online. Well, we met through Instagram. Wow. I know. Wow. Right. So it's before I feel like it's not before like Tinder and online dating, but it was before, you know, it goes down in the DMs was a popular song. Right. <laughs> You're like, I started that. <laughs> it's been going down in the DMs for a very long time. Yeah. So it started that way. And we had um, he was in New Jersey and we happened to meet and I was like, OK, let's let's explore this. You're in a place where I want to be. I don't exactly know what part of California I want to live in, but you are in the Bay Area. So if you're my vehicle to help me get out there and just know what's going around, then let's explore. So So, as part of the reason you chose San Francisco, because that's where he was? Yeah, so I came to visit, and then I was like, oh, I like it. Like, I fell in love with Oakland and just the culture and being out here. And then I did go visit L.A., Mm -hmm. and then I was like, I like the Bay better. So... We um, dated long distance for a good, I want to say six months before I moved out here. Um, And then moving out here, I was very independent. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, been working since I was 14, always wanted my, you know, make my own way. Um, Was raised very, you know, self-aware and very independent. And then never wanted to live with someone because I did that before with a previous boyfriend. I was like, I don't want to live with someone. So I went against all of my better judgment mm-hmm. of what I wanted, and I moved in with him. So about three months into the relationship, I was like, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a big realization. You yeah. know, it's like you go through this point, and I was like, I don't like him as a person. You know, I don't, I don't like feel like I just don't I don't know what it is me you know maybe my expectations of him was supposed to be something different and what was presented to me wasn't what I was expecting you know Mm -hmm. so we broke up and it kind of led to like this huge fight and I found myself like packing up all my stuff and had no family out here 
So none whatsoever. So you're across the country from home, family, you're in a new place, your new relationship didn't work out. How was your job going? No job. Oh, that's right. You would quit your job. Yeah. Okay. So I was in a so shit we're, show. Yeah. <laughs> God, we are such kindred spirits because I had a similar thing uh, where I moved back home to Jacksonville for a relationship, um, got a job. So look, I was, I was, I had family, yeah. but the relationship didn't work. The job was good, but it's like everything I had kind of moved for in the life I pictured in my head then kind of fell apart. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. So, so you, same. Yep. I came to that realization in my car. So we it was Father's Day. Like it was the craziest thing. I talk about it a little bit in the book, but it was Father's Day. And I had just got off the phone with my dad and I was homesick. And then we get into this argument and it was a forced argument. Like I know. I feel like the both of us, and we've never spoken about this. Like, we haven't talked since we broke up wow. at all. So I know it was a forced, really, a forced argument. This is what I feel. Because we both didn't want to be within the relationship, but we didn't know how to actually end it. Right. So rather than, like, just proactively and calmly have the uncomfortable conversation, it's kind of, it I'm going to pick a fight. And then the other person's like, oh, good, perfect. I'll go along with this because this gives everybody their out. Yep. And wow. I was trying to be the level-headed one. And, and I went to him and I said, hey, let's have a conversation. Like, I really do need to talk. Because it's just, I, I just didn't, I felt all these weird emotions. And I was like, I got to, I have to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to talk. Wow. So the fact that he didn't want to talk and then decided to start an argument and, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. And I just packed up everything. I didn't have a place to go. Packed up everything, sat in my car and cried. Yeah, I Like, bet. cried. Yeah. And I don't want to start crying now. I'm really yeah. emotional. Okay. <laughs> just so you know. Like, I want to preface that. Like, I'm okay. super emotional. Um, but I sat in my car and I cried and I was like, what the hell? Like, I left a life that I had in Jersey to come here and have nothing. Like, it was crazy. I was like, I don't have shit. Like, this is insane to me. Like, I'm so independent. I had, I blew through savings. Like, I'm like, this is, I'm fucking blowing my mind. Like, this is insane. So I'm sitting in the car and I'm crying and I'm like, all right, sleep in your car. You're fine. It's a comfy car. You'll be okay. Uh, just park somewhere stay in an apartment complex go to another like you know go not near him so he could probably see that you're here go to somewhere else sleep in your car and you'll figure it out in the morning so in that in that moment were you kind of mostly freaking out about the present or were you like also like were you kind of beating yourself up over like the decisions you made that led you there or were you just too consumed with oh shit like what do I do like what was your mental so my mental state was what do I do right now and then oh shit I have to I have to call my mom oh yeah that was it and then more I'm not why was it was a big because I didn't want to be a big disappointment right you didn't want it's like it was almost like it was like I wasn't expecting to make people cry on this podcast (laughs) oh my god so I'm a super emotional person but you know it just makes you like I didn't want to be 
you didn't want to like almost admit failure. Yeah, I didn't want to. How did your like, mother feel about you moving out there to begin with? She was like, happy. Okay. Yeah, super happy, super supportive. Family, super supportive, super happy. Um, and the funny thing is, is like she knew, like she knew I quit my job, but mm-hmm. she didn't say anything until I eventually brought it up to her, and she knew like something probably was off because it's weird. Like we're very connected. I'm very close with my family, mm-hmm. and you know it was just like not talking to her as often or like my conversation had shifted a little bit yeah. with with talking with her and she i think she was noticing it mothers always notice they always know <laughs> um and the saving grace through all of this as me being in the now and thinking like okay what am i going to do next i don't have a place to go i don't have a job i don't have a home i don't i'm homeless mm-hmm. living in my car right now and i'm like being dramatic but it's not dramatic because i'm like i technically am homeless and yep. i'm living in my car yep. and i don't have a job and i'm in a space where i don't know anyone right i don't have any friends i don't have any family like it was a huge shock for me well it's yeah crazy. because like less than a year prior to that you were surrounded by you Everyone. know community family friends people you knew and like you had an identity and as you said yeah. like you're an independent person now all of a sudden you find yourself like a mess yeah <laughs> and it's hard to come to grips with that and yeah. i'm like oh my god i lost like i literally like it's not even like talking about taking a leap of faith it was like i did I did I come too early? Was this premature? Did I move too soon than when I was supposed to? You know, it's like, should I have stayed in New Jersey for six more months before moving here? Like, did I rush everything? And the next morning, I went to his mom and I, like, told her what happened. Not to, like, tell on him, but just to tell her, like, hey. And it was pretty much for me, like, to ask, like, can I stay here? I and I know that's your son and you might pick his side, but can I stay here? And she took me in for two weeks until I realized, like, I have a cousin out here. Yeah. I was able to stay with a cousin until I got on my feet, um, which was great because it was, like, an older cousin that I don't really know. Um, the moment that I found, like, I was in my car and I just prayed. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to the park. So usually I go to the park and that's, like, my time to, like, just connect. I feel like earth and mother nature like would have i don't know it just puts you in a space of feeling calm yeah there's definitely me. power in being outside for yeah sure. so i'm like in the park sitting there and i'm on my i'm in my car and i rolled down all my windows and i like parked under this like all these trees with so much shade and i'm parked under the car in the car under the shade and i'm just sitting and i'm like okay i just start crying and i'm like god i don't know what's going on <laughs> I'm at like the craziest time of my life. I don't want to be here, and I need something. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. like, I'm no, so it's totally sorry. fine. This is really great. I'm like, let me get these tears out now, <laughs> so that later on, if I have to tell this story, I don't have as many tears. That's okay. No, it's fine. It's I'm crazy. a little. I'm a little jealous of your emotions. <laughs> I used to be more emotional, and then. I'm still trying to get back in touch with that. So I just prayed and I was like, if this is the lowest that I can be, I can only go up. Mm -hmm. And this is self-induced. I did this to myself. See, right there, though, like that's huge because you know how many people like hit some moment of like their version of rock bottom and instead 
feel like they're the victim. So even the fact that you took ownership of like your decisions to get there, like that's very impressive. Yeah. And I, and that's what I said while I was, I said, if this is my lowest, I can only go up. And if this is where I have to learn to trust in me again, then I'll do it. So either, either I get this job and I stay or I call my mama and I go home. Mm-hmm. I said, but whatever it is, I'm okay with it. Sorry. <laughs> and then I got a call and I got the current job that I have now. Wow. While I was in my car crying. You got that call I in got that, that moment. Call in the moment. And wow, I got to answer like, you fast. Right? I was like, wait. <laughs> You're like a direct number. Is this always? I was like, my grandma used to say, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. I was like, is this the main line? Apparently. <laughs> I tapped into the main that line. That was the right tree to park under. Right? In that moment, I was like, oh my God. So I, I, <laughs> crying, and then like the phone rings, and I'm like, hello like you know try not to sound like i'm crying and they offered me the job and i was like okay all right i'm here to stay like this is this wasn't premature it is my doing i acknowledged it now i can grow Mm -hmm. so i started to grow from that and yeah that was it was during that period though like me just that transition from the relationship ending, me having the talk with God, um, him answering my call. <laughs> Did you, so prior to that, like, what was your relationship with God or religion? Like, how much of a role did that play in your life prior to that moment? So I was always spiritual mm-hmm. and I always would talk to God, but it was like, I feel like in that moment, it was. Not that it was like, I need you to show up because I need to, I know that you're real, but I need you to really show up yeah. for me so that I could really understand. Mm-hmm. And he did. And I, you was got like, the call. I was like, that's pretty amazing. I understand. Like mm-hmm. I get it now. And it was me losing my own way and just trying to circle back to me. And in that moment, I felt like, I felt like a piece of me was like, okay, you're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a job. You'll figure everything else yep. out. In a matter of two days, like, it happened. Like, I broke up. It was a Sunday. Monday, I had a job. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what it's what I'm, what's going to happen. Like, if I didn't get the job, I would have been back in New Jersey because I would have, you know, hey, Ma, I got to come home. Yeah. Things didn't work. But I was like, no, I'm supposed to be here a little bit longer. And this is probably why. Not knowing what why was, but... At that moment, just going with it and keeping with it. So I didn't grow up with, um, I just grew up knowing that there was a higher being. And mm-hmm. I grew up very spiritual and just knowing that there is a God. Well, There's I believe, something. I believe yeah. in God. Mm-hmm. And there is something out there. You know, I always say my God might not be your God, but we do believe in something right. that allows us to keep going. Right. So that was that for me. Okay, so you get the job. <laughs> yes. You get the job, and then eventually, I imagine, then you get an apartment and you move out yep. of the boyfriend's mom. Okay. Yeah, so I was with I was with her for two weeks, and then I moved in with my cousin. And I stayed with my cousin for, like, a month and a half because I was steady work here, and I had to, like, build up savings again because I went through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got my place in October, and I've been in my place for a while now. But, yeah, so... 
that was it. It was like a matter of, but during that time when I was staying with my cousin, it was still a little bit of a woe is me. And I'm sad. Like, I was sad Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I didn't, I know I'm working and I'm here, but this is not what I intended any of this to look like. This is not what I intended my California life to look like. What did you intend your California life to look like? Like with the guy? Not even with him. Just me happy Mm -hmm. and writing. Because that's mm-hmm. why I came out here, to explore writing, to get more into it, to push myself past my own comfort zone. Okay. But then I was like, I'm not even doing any of that because I got back into the work. I got back into being comfortable because I said, I have a job, now I have to work because I have to save, I have an apartment. So I fell back into that same routine yes. that I had yes. while I was in New Jersey and forgot my way of what I was actually out here for. Okay. So again, I was standing in my own way of like... But it was like a survival mode, I, 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 I say to myself. Like, mm-hmm. I needed to go into survival mode so that I could be better for myself later. Mm-hmm. And I had to have a, another realization later, like, okay, you've been doing this. Like, you know, you've been working for two years. You're, you know, you're back to being good. Like, you have, like, you know, what are you doing? And that's when I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Like, you're not writing. You're not putting out anything. You haven't posted poetry. What are you doing? So I had to ask myself, what are are you doing? So, all right. So you ask yourself that question. And what did you answer to yourself? Did you then start writing? Or was it still a little bit of a struggle to kind of get that up and going? So I already had a bunch of stuff written. (laughs) I was like, I have on my phone and notebooks. Uh, what happened was was like a small epiphany. I went to go visit like an ex, and I call him an ex, but he's it's weird because I'm like we were it's weird. So I went to go visit an ex. <laughs> is, he, is he like a back and forth? It ex, is I a back imagine? and forth yeah. weird situation. It's a situation. So I went to go visit him, and I was like, oh, he might be the one that got away. Let me you know rethink some things. Let me see. So visiting him. I was like, nah, he's not, this is not what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not the real, I don't want this relationship. I don't want to be with him. But what I do want to do is tap into me more. And what I do want to do is write more. So in November, I was like, fuck it. I'm a writer. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And that was it. Like, I literally was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to post and I'm going to just start doing and stop saying like one day I will one day I'm going to post one day everybody's going to know who I am and I'm going to inspire so many people and so many one day one day yep. and I was like no this is the day so how did you actually get to that moment because I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is you know you have dreams and ideas of things you want to do and even even when you start to recognize that you're not doing them how did you flip that switch like was it just you just got to this point where you're like all right I'm doing it yeah like it really was that you're doing it yeah because at that point I was like what else are what else would you be doing because you're doing the exact same thing you were doing in New Jersey. You're working and just working yeah. and living. You're just, your zip code has changed. Yeah. It's like you're not of purpose at all. And I got tired of having the same conversations with my girlfriends. Like, I would always text them, like, what do you guys think your purpose is? What do you guys think you're supposed to be doing? Like, I was always asking them questions. And it was like for me to figure out what I wanted to do. I strayed away from writing because I'm like... That's not my purpose. Like, me writing, it's not my purpose. 
And once you realize you tap into gifts, it's like what you thought was your purpose is something completely different because you've already stepped into what you should be doing, which comes to you naturally. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was me steady having those conversations and then me coming back literally from being I went to go visit him in Boston and me coming back and I'm like you want more don't you want more I talk to myself a lot yeah I ask myself a lot of questions do you do this just in like in your head out loud or do you journal out loud out loud I talk out loud (laughs) I talk out loud to myself too but not it like not asking those big questions oh that's interesting because I have to hear like to hear it's almost like you have to hear someone else say it but you say it yeah Interesting. Okay. So I say, I talk to them like, well, I'm talking, you talk to yourself. Like I talk to myself all the time and I ask those questions. And my favorite place to, to be is in the bathroom because looking in the mirror, you look in the mirror mm-hmm. and you're talking, you're having a conversation with yourself. I spend hours in the bathroom. You, even when I was younger, Really? I would be in the bathroom. My mom's like, what are you doing in there? I'm like, nothing. Because younger, I don't have a cell phone. I don't have social media. I don't yeah. have anything. I don't have Mac. I'm just in there. Yep. In the bathroom. My mom's like, you can't be using it. I'm not. <laughs> just talking to myself. Just, just in here. What are you doing? Just in here. That's, so, uh, that's cool. I like that. So do you think that kind of the, the guy that you moved out here for that not working and then you go visit the ex and you'd be like, okay, this isn't it either. Do you think that part of the issue in those situations was that you weren't really kind of being yourself yet? Like you were still just kind of going along with what's comfortable and hadn't really stepped into. I totally, totally, totally believe that. I was always a go with the flow person. Whatever it is, I go with the flow. Oh, let's experiment that. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Cool. Like for me, because I was like, I, I was very inquisitive as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, let's. I want to see what that does. I want to. I want to see what you're talking about. Oh, you love me. I want to see. How yeah. you love me? Show me. Like I was very like inquisitive. Like show. Like my whole thing was like, well, show me. But then I'm like, what do you really want? that's such a theme and that that came up even in the the first interview i did for this podcast and and that came that was a big theme in in my life and and that i talk about in my book is just kind of going where i was wanted not ever stopping and thinking like is this what i want both in relationships as well as like career tracks and so how much did kind of outer expectations play a role in like your decision making leading up to this moment of being like F it I'm a writer like did I know you're close with your family as as am I and so sometimes and it doesn't come from a negative place but it's like you kind of live with these norms and expectations you kind of feel is how your life is supposed to go based on kind of how everybody else's life went like did you experience that also I didn't think too much of what others thought or what like what family thinks so my mom plays a big role in just she's all she's <laughs> she's wise but then she's also like devil's advocate a lot of the time mm-hmm. so it's like she's like go for it but then she's like she'll give you that well if you do this will happen so it's always like you know it's yeah. like always like okay what well, are you she's like I, I support you but be careful of this You're yeah like, huh? it's like okay <laughs> So her, it always played in the back of, that always played in the back of my mind. But I don't know. It's like you just, you just get lost. I feel in a lot of your 
you get I got lost mm-hmm. and a lot of like I didn't want to I didn't want to be in the relationship that I was in and it's funny because he said to his mom once she used me to get out here I said I never used anybody um, but if you want to say I used you to get out here you used me as well you know what I mean like it's yeah. a two-way street if right. that's the case we used each other but I came out here because it was like I'm all big on being entertained so it was like, I like to be entertained. And it's crazy that I would say that, but it's like, oh, you're entertaining me. So it's like, you go where, like you said, you, you think you're where you're wanted instead of going to where you actually want. So, oh, so that that's such an interesting spin on it. Because like, I feel like in my life, I've gone where I was wanted because I kind of have this deeper rooted like fear of rejection and it's like I want to be accepted and you have like a slightly different spin where it's like you go kind of where someone is like wanting to entertain you as you say or like kind of you know keep you busy and and give you attention and so that's it's like the same thing but it's not it's like a little bit different it's because early on I kind of realized like I'm really likable and people you know it's like they like you okay they like me that's cool and then I'm like why do you like me so do, so, but why do you want to know that? Do you think on some level you've kind of wanted people to validate certain parts of you? I just wanted to know. I don't know because I'm I'm a very fe- a feelings person as mm-hmm. well, and I'm not surface. So if I'm telling you that I like you, I'm going to tell you why I like you and what aspects of you make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And I was not getting that from a lot of people like why do you like me oh because you're funny oh because you're nice it's like you wanted a deeper answer yeah like i want you to see me and then i said well am i not showing up as me oh see there that's such a great statement i want you to see me yeah Yeah. and it's like or am i not i try to show up as me i try to but what you see is what you want to see and that's why you like me because i add excitement to your life i add fun i add love you know, but it's like you can't really tell me what you see about me. Okay. You know, I like, like that. Yeah. So I was, I was, but I think we we almost all do that on some level we do. because we can tend to be very self centered in a way that's like a good thing, but then in a way it's a bad thing because it is. It's kind of like how does somebody else make you feel? But, and that goes back to kind of like, which I, I talk a lot about, like just accepting who other people are versus like getting upset that they're not a certain way or they didn't say something or they didn't do something you wanted them to do. And that accepting them is also a form of like really just seeing somebody for who they are kind of independent of how they make you feel about yourself. Yes. And I said, I had a little epiphany later on in life coming back from in November when I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go write. I'm just going to write because I said, was this all this year, like this past November? 2018. Okay. No, 2017. 2017. Oh that was like, the, so 2017 was my crazy year too. We yeah. literally have lived this like parallel lives. Have. I was like, it's crazy. I was like, I have to meet her. This is insane. I'm like crazy. So crazy. Okay. Yeah. So I had an epiphany and why I wanted to write and say pretty much effort. I'm going to do it is because I'm like, you'll see me through my writing. Yes. And I'll touch you through my writing. 
So by that, it's like you get to see the person that I am. And not just what I want to show, but I said, no, to really show up and be vulnerable is showing up as yourself all the time. So I said, I want to show up for me. And what I'm asking people or what I'm like, oh, tell me how tell me why you like me or tell me oh you love me oh that's such a tell me why you love me mm-hmm. and you can't so i'm gonna do that for myself mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell myself why i like myself i'm gonna tell myself why i love myself i'm gonna tell myself why you're awesome so i was like i'm going to show up for me and when i show up for me i'm gonna com- i'm going to present myself enough like of me so that other people can just be them yes because i don't want surface relationships and i had so many surface relationships that they weren't beneficial for me so in november i said no more i'm good i'm gonna write (laughs) so okay so your writing is very vulnerable and very real and very you are you able to maintain that level of like vulnerability and realness in all areas of your life or is it easier to do in writing no all areas so i got to so i was always vocal you know it's like but then when i moved out here i feel like it shook me because it's it does it takes you on a t- it's well, like, a lot of change too and so i think we're inherently change. we were a little bit resistant and we get uncomfortable with change so that is going to kind of rock your boat a little bit yeah it like rocked it and then flipped it yeah and then i was like <laughs> I can't swim. Yeah. <laughs> so things are not so, going well. What is, I'm I'm going to drown. I have to figure something out. Like paddle myself over to like the ledge and pull up. Um. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so in November you decide. Okay, I'm going to start writing. Yes. What did that look like? Was it so you write mostly poetry? So I started with poetry and mm-hmm. then I said, Oh, I'm so much more than you know, than that. How were you putting and, the poetry out into the oh, world? Oh, I just put it on Instagram. Okay. And what so the first time yes. that you like posted one before you clicked that like post, yes. what were you feeling? Crazy anxiety and um nerves and the bubble guts. Yes. Did you have to kind of pep talk yourself to press, like, post? Yeah. I was like, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. Okay, you, you got this. I'm like, shit. Yeah. What if nobody likes it? What if nobody, like, what if, like, what? Because, you know, as a writer, it's like, even not just as a creative and just putting anything out to be judged by others. Even even non-creative. Just, in just showing up as yourself. Like, being yourself. It's, it's like, hard. here I am naked. And you're open to judgment and yeah. it's scary and i think that's why a lot of people don't do it yeah because you get you're afraid of what yes. could be and i was like what is going to be is going to be my mom used to say that all the time what will be will be mm-hmm. and then i was like are you gonna say que sera, sera? <laughs> <laughs> but she was like what will be will be like it's going to be and for me i was like okay post post all right so you do it you press the button yeah. you're in minor freak out mode and then what's the response great it was great mm-hmm. like everybody was it was great and i was like okay cool yeah. <laughs> i could do this but leading up to that you know you have i had other people tell me like oh you're probably, like you know it's so good or people would read it and be like you're good like and then i would write short stories oh you're good and i'm like are the short stories you. fiction or are they it would be fiction mm-hmm. and then i started going to more narrative writing mm-hmm. because I was like I liked I want to connect I liked reading 
like biographies and I like reading about people because mm-hmm. I wanted to know about people's lives and just who they were and how they got to wherever. So I was like, I can write fiction, I can write articles, I can write poems, but I want to write from a place where people can actually relate to me and mm-hmm. understand in a way that, you know, you might not get from another book or, you know, just a different perspective right. of the life that I'm living or just whatever. Right. So I shifted to narrative writing, but used to write fiction and all types of and my fiction out is loosely based off of reality. Yeah. You know, it's like I put a little bit of me into it, but then I embellish it, which makes it fun. Have you gotten any negative feedback from your writing? I don't look as anything as negative. Okay. So for me, um, it's all learning. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing negative. Or there might be somebody, like, blatantly rude. Then that's a different thing. Right. You know, just to be, like, nasty and rude, that's something different. But negative feedback I haven't gotten because... I don't look... Like I said, I don't look at it as a negative. Yeah. Like, if you can tell... Like, um, you know, would write articles and would send them in and the editor would send me back feedback i'm like great this i can only improve from this yes yes. so for me it's like if it's feedback or if it's something that would be considered negative i look at it as a positive Mm -hmm. so i'm always um a friend of mine used to be like you live in the clouds i'm like why because i look at pot like i try to look at the positive and everything because if i looked at the negative and everything i'd be like a, sh- a shit show you know yeah. it's like i don't want i don't want that life for yeah. myself at yeah. all all right so when so what has it been like after putting the book out because that's kind of a whole other level of it is. vulnerability it is so i didn't know how how it would be perceived because it's a short read because i'm like it's a very it's like 46 pages but i'm like it's a lot um and a few people that have read it the feedback has been I mean like I've cried more than like yeah. anything just yeah. reading it and people like this helped me or you you know like you've inspired me to do something so it's been very positive so far what do you think is like the biggest like the biggest theme or message of the book kind of in totality to tap into you mm-hmm. like to just find who you are and flourish in that like, that's it. Like, we have one life to live. Like, we die once, but we live every day. Oh, I like that. Yep. So it's like, every day we get to live, what kind of life do you want? And if you don't know who you are, you're constantly searching for that life. So my biggest thing that I can say to take away from the book is, like, tap into you and find you. Find you by being vulnerable. Find you by connecting with people that you see yourself you know that you can grow with and that have they have qualities that you admire and that you want to adapt as yourself or not even adapt but just open you up so that you can find your own Mm -hmm. you know magic or whatever because i'm we're all magical yeah I (laughs) I, i agree with that so do you have like any any fears or apprehensions or anxieties now when it comes to kind of where you've stepped out into this writing career of putting yourself out there and publishing the book like what what kind of hurdles are you dealing with now internally none none i'm 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 pretty confident to say none a lot of people have asked me like with this book you know you sell like you do you you know the sales or you're not promoting it as much or what do you and i'm like i put it into the universe Mm -hmm. and whoever finds it it's supposed to be for them. 
So I don't have any. I'm like I don't have any fears because I didn't. I wrote it from a space of love. Yes. So yeah. I said I can't be fearful if I release something in love. See, I'm I'm jealous of you for that because <laughs> that I I'm dealing with my own kind of internal struggles of you know wanting the book to be a success because that's what I'm you know trying to it's kind of success. make. So yeah, every time I say that, somebody points that out to me, and I'm like, oh, F, yeah, you're right. No, it is. It is already a success. You're right. See? See what I mean that I'm dealing with this? She's like, I know, but, yeah. Yeah, but I know, but listen, but I know. Um, okay, well, so since this is the Better You podcast, what I, I understand, and I, and I believe you that you don't have any, like, issues that you're struggling with yourself, but, like, yes. what is kind of next on the horizon for you to be better? Um, I would really love to, for me to be better is continuing just to be real with myself and continuing to go after things. So my next thing is I want to do speaking engagements Mm -hmm. and that does a little, that scares me a little bit because I've never, I've never done it, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I've done public speaking, but I haven't like done, came somewhere and talked to a crowd of people on a level of trying to inspire them or or get them or get this or spark something in them that will you know what i mean make them burst into flames not literally right yeah but (laughs) let's hope not let's hope not um so that's a little bit of a, a, of a, of a fear for... Because it's like an unknown. Un- unknown. Yeah. But it's a and it's good outside your unknown. comfort zone. Yeah, but yeah. it's a good unknown because I'm like, it's going to be good because because everything so far has been good. And I know I'm going to come into some challenges, but I embrace them because I'm like, it's a part of what's happening. Um, so next, and what scares me hopefully is like some speaking engagements, but you know, I don't know. I don't know how those come about. Yeah. <laughs> so so that, like, I mean, you're you're in a similar space as me of just kind of like not really knowing how to do everything and just figuring it out step by step. So like, what's your what's going to be like your step one to to try and go down that path? Oh, I'm gonna apply for a TED talk. Ooh. Yeah. Is there a TEDx coming here there's, soon? There's a TED, there's a TED program that they do. Oh. So I'm going to apply for that. That's my next step. So I, I literally, literally, <laughs> on the plane out here, I applied for, there's a TEDx Jacksonville coming up. And nice. so I applied to speak. <laughs> yes. That's like a goal of mine to do to a TED Talk. And, me too. And I, you know, I, I recognize like the chances are probably pretty small, but I figured it why not like right. apply why who knows not? who knows yeah and that's it and i feel like that's the, another thing for us i feel like we have to show up for ourselves as well it's like i want to do this i feel like we should start doing more things that we say we want to do because the only thing that can be told to you is no right and then you're in the same position like had you not done it like let's say i don't get the ted talk I'm in the same position as I am now, like, had I never applied. Exactly. So I applied, whatever, it was like a couple hours on a plane, and if I get it, great. If I don't get it, nothing bad has happened. Because you didn't, you you know, you can't miss something you didn't have, you know? Right. It's like, it's nothing there to be upset about, but you, you feel good about still doing right. it. Right. I try to live from a space of gratitude, too. It's like... Um, even if I don't get it, I still applied. Right. So it's like you're that that little space of being appreciative of it to me is is good as well. I agree. Have you always had this really kind of positive mindset or 
you always have yes i always have that must be nice (laughs) (laughs) but you know oh that's why when i got to like my rocky place i was like what the hell am i going to do because this i'm in a weird space that i've never been in before like i'm in my body like i'm in i'm very in tune with my body so i'm like i'm in a weird space like i'm really upset i'm really sad i'm really like distraught like I'm not eating like I'm in the weird my body was like what are you going through Mm -hmm. and I think it was like you really need to just tap back in and focus on you and I couldn't for a while because I'm like my world is upside down like I don't know like you know it's like you just have to find pieces of yourself to try to put back together somebody was like I hate when people say they you gotta find yourself and I'm like you do there's like no you've always been there I'm like no there's versions of you like, there's a version of me that was in New Jersey. There's a version of me that was in California. And there's a new version. Like, there's constant versions of us because I feel like we have to, like, I, level up in some type of right, way. Right. I agree. I, it's like I agree with both. So I agree that um, I, I always picture it as, like, an unlayering. Like, okay. there's kind of who we are at our core And as you go along life, like, you kind of pile on these layers of, um, you know, maybe how you change yourself because of what other people think or who you think you are in that moment or different fears and insecurities. And you kind of, it's almost like like an onion, like, you get all these layers on you. And so then, like, finding yourself, you haven't ever lost yourself. It's always there, but you got to, like, pull all those layers off. And the deeper they get, like, the thicker they are and the harder they are to pull back. At least, like, that's been... I That's agree. been my experience. It's the same way, but in reverse. It's like, I agree yeah. with all of that. But then that version that you find, the core, that version of you, it's, it's still like you still have different versions. So I peeled off the layers of Jersey. Mm-hmm. I peeled off the layers of California. And it's like, I'm here with this version now. Yeah. And this version that I have now, I pour into, like, it's my foundation. Yes. Like, I make sure that my foundation, like, I'm strong. I make sure that, you know, my mental is right. I make sure that my health is right. So it's like this version, I want it to be my best version because I've peeled off all of that other all, junk yep. to get here. Yep. So, yes, I agree. I totally yes. agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what advice would you give somebody that's feeling like maybe they're, a little out of touch with their life or what they want. Like they haven't gotten to that place that you got to being able to make that mental switch to, you know what? I'm going to do the thing. Like I'm yeah. going to go for the thing that I, that I want to go. Or I'm going to be the person I want to be. Like what, what would you say to someone to help kind of nudge them along? Pinpoint their why. Ah, yes. Oh, my favorite question. <laughs> this is my favorite word. I have yes. two favorite words. Yes. One is the F word. <laughs> And my other word is why. Why? You have to figure out your why. And I feel like when you, or just the core of why things are like, if you're upset, why? And not just the surface level, but like why? And we have to do that self-work on ourselves. And that's the advice I could give. Like, just start questioning why, even with yourself. Yes. Oh, God, I love it. Okay, so tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get your book. Okay, so I have a website. It is www.mochamichelle.com. That's M-O-C-H-A. Michelle with two L's dot com. And then my Instagram is this. I try to keep everything the same. Mm-hmm. So my Instagram is at mocha underscore shell so at m-o-c-h-a underscore c-h-e-l-l-e 
<laughs> and they buy the book on the website? The book or? is on the website. Yes, there's a link there. It's um, self-published through Lulu.com, which Lulu is amazing to self-publish. Yeah. It, was, it was hard to self-publish. Yeah. It was like going back. Yeah, it was just a mess. But I'm happy I did it. Um, the book is on my website, through my website, and on my Instagram. There's a link that will take you to the book as well. Perfect. Yes. Thank you very You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for this. Absolutely. In the tears. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I made you cry. It's okay. Episode two, we've got tears on the podcast. Maybe we'll keep that going. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, Michelle. A big thank you to Michelle for sharing her story. I had a blast chatting with her and getting to know her. Some of my favorite takeaways from our conversation are how when we hit rock bottom, we have a choice. We can play the victim or take ownership of the decisions that led us there. And if we take ownership, essentially we're empowered to then pull ourselves out. How easy it can be to fall back into our comfortable routines versus going for what we really want, falling into the trap of one day I'm going to. How important it is to have the tough conversations with ourselves and admit to ourselves that we are actually the ones holding us back. How so many of us go with the flow versus intentionally going after what we want, but we have different reasons behind that. For example, I always wanted to be accepted and Michelle wanted to be entertained, understood, and seen. The importance and difficulty of showing up for ourselves, not just for other people. And my favorite quote of the conversation, we die once, but we live every day. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with someone else and subscribe, rate, and review. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at The Better You Podcast. And if you have feedback on the episode, please email me at thebetteryoupodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, please check out my book. It is titled I Gave Up Men for Lent, The Story of a Jaded, Hopelessly Romantic, Health-Conscious Party Girl's Search for Meaning. It's on Amazon, Kindle, and Audible. Don't let the title fool you. It is not just a book for women or only about dating, and it's certainly not about any kind of religion. It's really a book for anyone, as it's the story of the internal struggles that we all face when it comes to living our lives, picking careers, navigating relationships, and just trying to figure out what we really want. So again, that's I Gave Up Men for Lent, and it's on Amazon, Kindle, and Audible. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day.